Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. Today I have the lovely Sheila on the show. Sheila is an award-winning filmmaker who has written, produced and directed several internationally renowned projects, including Zion, Victim and feature film David is Dying. She also helped found the Kingdom Drama School in 2011, which is now run by Ashley Waters. In 2013, she produced an independent feature titled Sable Fable, which went on to win Best Film at the prestigious American Black Film Festival Awards in Miami. And she also won the Woman of the Future Award in Arts and Culture for her work in film and was invited to Buckingham Palace. So I can't wait to have this conversation with her and I hope that you can take something valuable away from it. Hi, Sheila. Welcome to Unplug with Annie. Thanks for being part of this. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, I, well, I know so much about your work and, and everything that you've been doing, and it looks like you're doing some really, really great stuff um, in the UK. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about how you began your journey of screenwriting and direction, and was this something that you always wanted to pursue? Yeah, I would say it was something I, I'd always wanted to pursue before I even knew really what screenwriting was in a sense. It's um, it's amazing when you look back and you see <clears throat> how uh, you were kind of, I guess, being led down a path, um, you know, by God or uh, by destiny. And from a very young age, I used to write stories. I used to create characters. I used to create whole series Bibles with my family and my friends and my cousins and my sisters and start just creating worlds. So I knew from a very young age, I wanted to create worlds. I just didn't know where they would manifest. Um, if that would be in the theater, if that would be on TV, or if they would just stay in my little notepads, um, you know, collecting dust. And it wasn't, it was when I got to sixth form when I was about 17 years old that I discovered the medium of, of um, film and TV um, studied it at school um, and then on at university and then from there it was like this is me this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And were you always supported by family in terms of that decision to go into the creative arts because I know it's 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 not something that I think everyone is is, is fond of their children doing. Yeah, definitely my my parents have been so incredible I think especially with that generation, you know, they weren't necessarily used to this entrepreneurial spirit that, you know, their children were going to have. They were kind of like, you know, first generation, work hard, go into a profession. We've worked hard so that you have every opportunity you need to be a doctor, a lawyer, something stable. Um, but obviously right now with times changing and technology changing, um, you know, being in the film and TV and entertainment industry is actually a much much more stable profession than it probably was you know 10 20 years ago um but i was fortunate to have parents who allowed me to express myself in the way that i saw fit and really choose my own path and obviously they would have concerns sometimes and say you know why don't you do this as a hobby and then do something else as, as your actual employment um but honestly i couldn't have i couldn't have asked for a better family you know yeah. whether it's been with my career or personal decisions or 
anything they've just always had me and always given me that safe space so yeah I'm really grateful for my parents for my family. yeah that's amazing and what was your what was the decision behind founding kingdom drama school um because I know that you know again as a drama school you're doing incredible work and incredible talent is coming out of there but was it was it about offering something different to the existing drama schools yeah, so um, myself and two friends, Najan Ward and Dwayne Palmer, set up the drama school um, around 2011. And it was because we just felt there was a huge gap in, in, um, in the levels of training, really, that was being um, offered to people who couldn't necessarily afford to go to the top drama schools, um, like Lambda and Rada and so on, but still had such a raw talent. And they just needed it to have the, just have it nurtured. Um, so that's why we set it up. I'm no longer involved with the drama school though. It's now run by Najdan and, and Ashley Walters and they're doing an incredible job. And it's really nice, even though I'm not involved, it's just lovely to see it um, growing and flourishing. Um, because yeah, you know, 10 years ago, it was just a, a concept really. Mm. It's amazing. So a lot of, and a lot of your achievements, I mean, being recognized in arts and culture and everything else, it has led you to have some amazing experiences, like being invited to Buckingham Palace and 10 Downing Street and being recognized. What was that like? It's just crazy. Like, honestly, I feel like, yeah, sometimes I'm like, how, how did I get here? I remember being in a cab on my way to Downing Street with this invitation in my hand, just thinking, like, what's going on do you know what I mean like filmmaking has led me to not only go to these really amazing places but meet the most <clears throat> the most amazing people do you know what I mean and and those people are not even just I don't know <clears throat> the prime minister or, or, or whoever else it's just amazing talent amazing actors amazing actresses writers um you just find yourself in these spaces where you are surrounded by characters and stories and experiences and then in turn these things inspire you to want to write more and share more do you know what I mean like you'd find it hard or I'd find it hard being a writer if I was in a bubble and I couldn't I couldn't experience life and experience people so the more I get to see of the world and of different places and of different buildings and all of this it just gives me more to work with inside myself because as a writer essentially what you're doing is you're drawing from with, or from what's inside yourself, you know, and, mm. and using that message. So yeah, are, it's been amazing. Are, are there specific messages which, or not so much messages, but are there specific stories which interest you more than others? Are there things that like really catch your eye or things that you are really passionate about? Just, hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm interested in, in psychology and in human behavior. And the beauty of that is that it allows us to, um, there's so much that connects us as human beings, you know, regardless of race, gender, sexuality, religion, just human experience, like love, pain, passion, you know, sorrow, loss, grief. How do we experience these things? And how does the way we express these things change based on our circumstances and based on our surroundings and our environment? Um, so just humanity and, and how we respond to life, I find so incredibly fascinating and mm. then when you contextualize it and say okay so how how would love you know how would a love story go with this with this context or with these factors and with this catalyst and building a world and building a story but essentially 
just the human experience that I find fascinating and that I love to express. Yeah, no, for sure. I can I can relate to that. I love psychology as well. Um, yeah, I, love, I love watching thrillers. Like, so I watched um, yes. a film called Searching the day, and I just just, oh. just loved it. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's fab. Yeah, for sure. And you've done like now you're collaborating with some amazing platforms like you know Film London and Netflix. And um, when you look back on your journey, what were the challenge challenges for you in terms of you know getting noticed by the people that you you wanted to make an impact on and have an impact on? And were was it were people always welcoming? Was there amount of like striving? For you to get to this point today um honestly for me personally I can't speak for anyone else but for me personally more often than not I was usually the only thing that was getting in my way you know it's like do you know what I mean like self-doubt or imposter syndrome or just not feeling yeah not feeling worthy of being in certain spaces or or, or even prioritizing the wrong things and and momentarily putting something or someone or just an obstruction between me and things that I'd wanted to do. Um, I honestly can't think of an example where where it's not been a decision that I've made to say, oh, actually, maybe maybe I shouldn't or whatever, you know. Um, but when it, when entering into these spaces, I have felt very comfortable. Um, and any projections that I might have put out in terms of they're going to see me like this, they're not going to take me seriously or anything like that has quickly, it's quite quickly been wiped away. The truth is people want human stories. People want to hear about different people. They want to see something they haven't seen before. They want to hear voices that they've not heard before. So I think right now in our industry, it's a great time to be a woman. It's a great time to be um, a person of color. Um, it's just a great time to just, yeah, just tell your story and like empower yourself and empower people who might have those doubts and not feel safe in those spaces or feel like there's a place for them at certain tables. Mm. You know? and, and, and aside from that is to also build your own thing, you know, like don't necessarily wait for doors to be opened. And yes, you can knock as much as you want. Sometimes it will open, sometimes it won't. At the same time, just make stuff, write stuff, act, do whatever it yeah. is you love. Yeah. the right people will definitely notice so a lot of people kind of say because obviously we're in the culture going off the back of what you said about creating this is the advice that like so many creatives give other creatives and you know aspiring at some actors to directors to to everyone now to just like you know go out and do it and make make work and just start um but then others argue that now because of technology because of social media sort of everyone's doing that now and how do mm. i kind of stand out in in that crowd how do i do something different to what everyone else is doing so that seems to be like another layer if you like of challenge yeah well the buzzword the buzzword of the moment is authenticity isn't it and you hear it a lot and now ironically there are like actual classes on how to be your authentic self and so on which is yeah as I said, ironic, but I honestly feel like the truth is, how can you be different? It, it really is just being yourself. As cliche as it sounds, there is not another person like you. There's no one who's lived your exact life or thinks exactly the same way. So even if there are a million people posting a million stories on being a black woman, for example, their stories are not going to be the same as mine. Their voice is going to be different. The tone is going to be different. Um, and like I said, it, it's, it's about, for me personally, like, 
just just using all of the different avenues that you have available to you you know putting your stuff online might not necessarily be to get noticed it might just be because you have a story and you want to share it and off the back of that someone may pick it up someone may not someone may show it to someone like there's an actress friend of mine and to this day she still doesn't know she posted a monologue on um on her socials and I had a casting director friend in LA and they were and I was like check her out you know and you just don't know who's sending your work to other people who's looking at work who's noticing you um but I feel like because we look so outward now because we're looking for that validation we're looking for that ticket in that's what can become a distraction like from actually doing the work because mm. people might notice you and say as a writer then they might say okay yeah you know great page seen you posting have you got a script no I haven't actually written anything <laughs> because I've been too busy worrying about all this other stuff surrounding the actual craft that I want to be known for so I'm like get if you get your head down you've got something tangible that for me would be the first step get your script ready train yourself online master your craft as an artist and like all the other stuff on the periphery it's just it's just what's written for you won't pass you so like have a, a level of peace of mind regarding that I would say yeah and off the back of authenticity then have you ever experienced um or had experiences where you know you've had to make compromises maybe on your writing or for the sake of maybe acquiring a platform or uh, like actually getting that collaboration have you had to kind of um change things which maybe you didn't want to and is there ever a point is it just sort of waiting to waiting to like get that success um as to the point where you get that liberty of just doing whatever you want and not worrying about you know the other voices yeah yeah if i'm to be completely honest definitely you know and again it depends on on, on who you're working with who you're collaborating with the nature of the work because i might have a passion project which is like i'm not changing a dot you know and it's either going to get my, made my way or it's not getting made and that's fine might have to accept the possibility that it might not get made then if I don't you know want to compromise on certain things but there's there's those kind of projects and then there's other projects where you know we are in an industry it's a business you know there's projects where you might have to write something that you know like for example as a creative as we know finances can be an issue sometimes you know if you're not if you're not working or whatever a job might come up it's up to the individual to decide is my heart in this or is this just a paid job like write this here's your pay and this is what we want it to be about and I've had both I've had projects which are so personal and so um I'm so attached to that it's like I wouldn't compromise on anything and I've had other projects which have just been paid jobs um which which I maybe not my heart wasn't necessarily in that much I think what is happening as I'm maturing though is I'm literally as of this year being even more i guess strict with myself on the kinds of jobs i take on there are certain stories now that i just don't want to tell anymore you know like no matter how much the pay is i just don't want to write certain things or contribute to particular narratives anymore but i wouldn't i don't regret having done so before but it's just just growth and it's just you know changing the direction in which you want to see your work presented mm. And out of, because obviously you do, you, you write and you direct and you produce and, you know, you've got your hands in all these different hats. Is there, is there one of which that you particularly enjoy? Yes. Writing. Yeah. Definitely writing. 
definitely writing and that's like that's my safe space and it's always been my safe space like I said before I even knew how to write a script if it was just a poem if it was just a thought if it was a short story that has always been a safe space for me where I felt comfortable and free and it's home to me um directing I also enjoy because for the opposite reason actually because it's something that was very new to me and it's something that really stretches me and challenges me do you know what I mean with writing I've got a level of comfortability whereas directing is a bit of a roller coaster and it's 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 new and it's different and when I say it stretches me I mean like you know you can have a long shoot and you get home and then it's like oh my god like do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. character building type stuff yeah so that's why I enjoy the directing side as well yeah and and writing is obviously quite solitary as well so do you find has there been instances where you just kind of like i need to put pen to paper and i'm not feeling inspired right now and what do you do in those situations definitely sometimes you just have to wait you know it's like you know when you when you're you're about to say something and you forget and then (laughs) just takes ages the more you think about it the harder it is to remember what was i going to say what was i going to say so it's it's like that it's like if i don't feel inspired Inspired, I can't force it like it just gets more and more frustrating and harder to find that inspiration because I'm just so concerned with trying to find it that I can't find it so like I just have to wait honestly I just have to wait I don't have any shortcuts as yet I'll still try and work something out but the most of the time it's just like wait until you get into that zone the inspiration will come eventually but I, yeah, I don't have any shortcuts for, for writer's block at all <laughs> And when it comes to just generally working with people, is there certain certain qualities that you're looking for or when you are looking for maybe a co-producer or a co-writer or even just cast for, for your next project, um, how involved are you in that whole process? Are you very much open to like scouting all kinds of platforms? Do you go directly just to spotlight or is there, what, what's your preferred means of... I think one thing that's important, especially with indie filmmaking, is it can be quite tempting to just want to do everything, you know. Um, but I, I like just to trust the people I'm working with. So I might have suggestions when it comes to cast and things like that. Um, but I prefer to just have a casting director on board and that's their kung fu, that's what they do. And I might say, this person will be amazing, like, can we check them out, you know. But I, I, don't, I don't feel like it, it's... it's um, beneficial to like yeah I guess micromanage or get involved in everything if you've got a great team you can trust them and say look just get us an amazing cast and as I said I might have a suggestion or someone like this or I really like this about her the beautiful thing about filmmaking like you said is it is very collaborative and even writing to some extent you know whilst you're writing you might be speaking to a casting director or speaking to the producer and they say you know it'd be great if we got someone like this involved or whatever so there is still quite a lot of back and forth um and wherever the project can be put first before the egos of individuals which is hard in our industry sometimes but wherever the project can be put first you can just literally trust everyone to bring their piece to the puzzle if you've got a good team you're you're really laughing and and everyone helps each other to Mm. put the puzzle together and do their bit it's such a lovely experience is there has there been any instance where you've sort of you know that this is like an actor i really want to work with and you sort of write something for that specific person in mind has that ever happened oh definitely it happens a lot it happens a lot. like right now it's happening I'm working on this feature and I know 
I know who the lead is and I know I just hope she says yes and if she doesn't it will take some some reprogramming because I've written it with her in mind so definitely that happens there's also another project I'm working on same thing I'm um, I've written it and the director has got this actor in mind that I want him mm -hmm. and now that almost feels like no one else will do which is hard but then again what's what sometimes happens in casting is that someone just comes in and blows the mind and you're like I didn't see the character like this but they've done something really really different mm. happened with my film The Strangers where there was a character named Uriel who was supposed to be like a, an elderly woman like a kind of quirky elderly white lady um, and then this lady um, actress Natasha Kolzak walks in mixed race six foot six foot or six foot one tall lady and um, with like you know mixed race with, with with ginger hair or auburn hair and freckles and she just had this completely different look you know and she wasn't an old lady at all she's a young um you know attractive model actually but she just performed she nailed it and we're like we didn't see this character like this but you've done something different and then i'll go back to the script and think you know let me let me alter it slightly to fit her so it, it just goes either way like an actor can just come in and smash it you know and yeah. you surrender to what they do and say yeah. you know what you, you've done really well yeah wow and um, what what are your thoughts just about the situation in terms of the uk market now and and the representation of fame actors and fame talent um you know different ethnic backgrounds being represented on screen um, do you see there being a humongous difference in growth and what things used to be and, and do, or do you think that there's still a long way to go? Um, a bit of both. I think there's definitely a long way to go but that said we've also come a very very long way. You know, Right now in terms of black shows and black films you have um, I'm, I'm like there's much more um, uh, black and ethnic minority uh, writers, producers and directors, you know, in terms of people behind the camera and people contributing to the actual development of the stories, which mm -hmm. again adds to the authenticity of the stories and, and um, you know, uh, expands the narrative and the types of stories and the types of characters we're seeing because it's being written and developed by the people they're trying to represent. Um, so then you just have an increase in quality, an increase in authenticity, and more people want to engage. You know, you have shows like Top Boy, you have um, Blue Story, and then you also have films like Farming, um, which was incredible, incredible mm -hmm. film. You have The Last Tree by Shola Amu. You have um, just new characters, new representations, uh, things we haven't seen before, experiences that had not been told before. Um, from our perspective. So I'm very excited about what the future holds. I think we've got a long way to go, but I'm so happy to be a part of that. You know, I'm so happy to be able to contribute to that. Hopefully the next generation will have an even better foundation than I did. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, another argument is, of course, that although we are seeing a lot of representation in front of camera, um, there are people who are not of like an ethnic minority background writing stories for characters who are mm. from an ethnic minority background and somewhere that lacks connect and therefore it should be authentic and you know we, we should be getting more people in who have real stories to tell and who can actually relate to their characters definitely and the talent is there the talent is there you know i feel like it's definitely improving um and a lot more people are feeling more like comfortable to come forward and say hey i'm a writer i want to work on this i want to develop this 
coming up with their own ideas and I think as well the mainstream the, the, the social media is, is such a part of a huge part of it you know in terms of the mainstream being able to see what's trending what are people interested in shows getting picked up you know from platforms like youtube where people have just got so um, fed up not seeing themselves represented accurately or not hearing their voices um you know on the screen that they've created their own content and mainstream broadcasters and platforms have said you know there's money to be made here you know like there's a market for this this is this is um, something we can really financially benefit from. It's marketable and then picked it up, you know. So I think it's happening more and more. Yeah, I'm definitely happy to see it happen. Yeah. And is there any advice that you have for budding writers and, and directors out there currently who are just maybe starting their journeys off and just not sure, you know, what that first step should be? Other than, of course, like you have mentioned, you know, focus on the craft and master the craft um but but something that maybe they aren't doing and maybe you can shed some light on that um honestly i would say so i would say so can you hear that sound yeah <laughs> that's okay yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so um what advice would i give yeah, the, the first thing would just be to, to actually just write, you know, make sure you've got the industry standard uh, um, software and things you need, like final draft. It's just making it happen. You know, I, I find it hard to give such advice because sometimes it's just easy to philosophize and so it's like, do it. You know, mm. if you want to be a writer, write. If you, how do I write? Get the software, get final draft, train yourself up on it. Um, yeah and make it happen you know there's lots of courses i think especially if you have the time and flexibility um you know like to to, to get on a writer's course to get experience to so just go online and, and look at you know how scripts are formatted and read some of your favorite scripts that's a very practical tip is you might have a favorite film a lot of these um screenplays are available online so if it's action films the thriller it's a drama see how they've written it see how they wrote the fight scenes see how they wrote the telephone calls just really immerse yourself in what it is you love especially if you have the time and you don't have other like huge other pressing commitments that would you know restrict you and even if you don't have the time stay up a little bit later if you can wake up a little bit earlier if you're on your way to work on your phone read a script write something like just be proactive mm. um the only thing that that does stop us from writing stuff it is it's kind of what's up there you know so just write that's literally the only advice i can give right yeah and for your own mental health i mean i, I love talking about this i just think it's, it's such an important conversation to keep having but just i mean this industry itself it's so um insecure and kind of um i, I suppose there's there's no certainty as such with a lot of things in the industry and that's almost added pressure um from everything else what do you do is there something that you do do to keep yourself sane and just you know for your own well-being considering the pressures in this industry um what do i do um for me like faith is a huge part of my life to be honest with you so that's like my anchor you, you're right sometimes it, it can get especially as a creative you know you, you you um you invest in your work so much you emotionally invest you you may be writing for hours and hours and hours and yeah you know it's, it's taken a long time for it to get 
get picked up or, or the notes are going back and forth and it, it can be difficult. Um, so for me, I, I find faith kind of keeps me grounded. There are certain principles of my faith that, you know, remind me that what's written for you will never pass you. I have peace of mind in that. Also, it gives me a sense of accountability. So this industry can be cutthroat and sometimes it can be ruthless. And when these things happen, not to become bitter or hateful or negative, but to treat everyone with kindness and respect, regardless of the situation. Because as I'm sure you know, you know, from your experience, sometimes it can be, can be awful, you know, in terms of as much as there are such beautiful people in this industry, there can be some really terrible ones or just terrible decisions or just nice people who made good decisions, but at the wrong time, there's always little factors that can make situations tricky. So it's kind of a reminder always for how to conduct myself. And I try as much as possible to conduct myself with integrity and kindness. Um, so again, going back to faith, um, God, accountability, that's literally what keeps me balanced. And of course, my family, as I said, my parents are just incredible. My mum is my heart, my children, like, they just always remind me of the bigger picture, you know, because it is easy to get caught up in, yeah. in work. Yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking a little bit about your journey. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure, Anissa. Thank you. That was the end of an episode on the series of Ignite. I hope you continue to tune in every Sunday for a brand new episode with a brand new guest. This series is super close to my heart um, being with fellow creatives, so I really hope you enjoy it. Stay updated with everything Unplug with Annie on the website, of course, and the IG page and Facebook page Unplug with Annie.